0: Joy, Julian on the brand Note, a review of The Flash, and uh, the Ezra Miller starring latest debacle in the disaster that is the post-MCU endgame universe, uh, although this is a DCU one and it comes between the DCU collapsing and then being reborn and uh, God knows what's going on, but all of the films are just garbage at this moment and all losing 200 million dollars at the box office and all being really bad films so this has been one that i'm not surprised by this one because the convoluted manner in which this came to bear it's taken years and years and years of fails to get this off the ground multiple directors 40 odd writers involved and it shows it really does show and the director that they've ended up with andy muschietti um hadn't really done anything uh of note the two it films were the biggest ones neither of which was a, a above probably a six out of ten really so i'm quite a bit confused as to how they got there and of course we had the ezra miller meltdowns for the record i think ezra miller's been a very good actor in most of the films that i've seen him in Um whatever um i can't be bothered at this point but the um the tone of the flash being the jokey peter parker thing i've never liked i've never really liked spider-man because of that teenage jokey i'm bad with girls whack whack oops i'm stumbling along in the corridor throwing my books in the air sort of thing i haven't really ever really had any time for but they did that to the character so The Flash is uh, kind of post a film that was in my films of the year. Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League was so far superior to absolutely anything in the DC Universe apart from the Wonder Woman film as far as quality goes. And um, in retrospect, maybe even the lacklustre Man of Steel stands up. And maybe Aquaman as the only ones that really are worthy of much. Uh, and I did think the reboot of The Suicide Squad was was much better than the original film, but uh, that's just disappeared into nothingness. Um, this time around, Ezra Miller, it's not an original storyline. It's the Back to the Future storyline. I go back to the past to fix something. Well, obviously, uh, they didn't go back to fix something necessarily. Oh, no, they did, didn't they? Or was it an accident? I can't even remember now. But in this instance, Ezra Miller is The Flash. His uh, mum was killed when he was younger, and the dad is in jail for the murder, and he's trying to get his dad out of jail, and that was shown in the Schneider Cut um, of Justice League. I can't remember if it was in the non-Schneider Cut. Um so he goes back in time and he messes with something and then he finds out that the everything has changed in the future. So he comes back almost all the way to the future but gets Knocked out of this light speed thing. Um, I never quite understood the inference that, like, he talks to Ben Affleck's Batman about being able to travel faster than light and go back in time. And it's treated as though it's a brand new thing, but that was the denouement the of Zack Schneider's Justice League, where he went very uh, incrementally back in time by going faster than light um so so it opens with uh, probably the best sequence in the film or at least the man most grandiose with um wonder woman and batman featuring and rescuing um you know that, that was a really well shot sequence uh with some very good act acting and after that he decides to go back into the past and rescue his mum and fix his whole life uh, and when he's in this realm where he can travel backwards and forwards through time, he gets bumped out of it by this mysterious villain and ends up a, a little bit above, uh, before he was supposed to come back and encounters himself and and he can, encounters a universe where everything that he's done by saving his mother has changed everything for the worse um and that's the that's the whole template of the film is the notion that you can't go back in time and change something to make your own life better because the butterfly effect and so on will have all these ramifications the most notable one here is that um batman has changed into uh, the original batman michael keaton and they didn't play out quite well because they they kind of make out that he's still bruce wayne whereas the storyline sort of meant for him to be bruce wayne's dad as far as i know um but michael keaton's excellent he's by far the standout in this film so he basically they form a new justice league with a Supergirl instead of superman superman was killed on his way to earth as a baby by general zod um and played by michael shannon again from the man of steel film and instead we get um, two flashes, the the original flash and the one that's existing in this timeline, Michael Keaton's Batman and Supergirl as a, as an adjunct version of Justice League. So they end up going to fight the same battle that happened in uh, Man of Steel in uh, the against General Zod. Now there's overall this is probably a better film than Thor 4. Doctor Strange 2, Ant-Man 2, uh, Ant-Man 3... Was that Ant-Man 3? Ant-Man 3, (coughs) Quantumania, and uh, Shazam 2. All of which were terrible. And I would say that this has a lot more going for it. I didn't really have a problem with Ezra Miller... um, ...and I thought his skill as an actor came through... ...in the fact that he could find very small differences... ...between the mature version of himself that has lost his mother in the past... And the zanier guileless version of himself i thought he did quite a good job there but it's up to the people that were focusing on the writing to have made that tonally uh, a little bit grating uh, michael keaton's brilliant here he was really really good uh, very much more welcome than he was misused as a side character in um i can't even remember if it was a batman or spider-man film now but i thought he was really good and there's a and it's a genius masterstroke because there's a reason for his character's existence supergirl no there, like there's just no point to her existing because they just basically replace the henry cavill superman with her so the invent like the whole storyline around michael keaton is valid but the one around supergirl who is um sasha Calais, um it just basically replaces the Henry Cavill Superman. It doesn't really need to be... It doesn't need to have happened. So they're, they're, it's a very long film, two and a half hours. I don't know what they were thinking. And the other thing is they spent so much money on it that they didn't need to. Um, you watch the end battle sequence, which goes on for probably 40 minutes or however long, and all of the other stuff, and you think you spent $100 million on this alone, but they didn't need to do that. It didn't really add anything they could have chosen something other than that battle with with Zod, um, and it's it is it's tonally all over the shop, uh, really. But it, you know, in general, there was there was quite a lot that was engaging about it, and it wasn't as deeply flawed as those four films I've saw, especially coming back to back off of truly abysmal films like Quantum Mania and Shazam Two. referencing the strange two and thor four which were all abysmal films it's nowhere near as bad as that but it really does show that it it, you know had about 10 years of development and i think 45 writers involved and multiple film directors and it was it does show uh, and they could have focused the story as well a lot better and the whole notion of going back in the past and changing things and that being a problem and then having to go and fix things has been so overdone as well Um, and the the visually like a lot of it is quite stunning and a lot of it is like just blancmange Um, so the whole realm where they're in this light speed bit is so messy it's it's hard to sort of watch what's even happening Uh, and it's got paid out on a lot for the visual effects for that um, so, and we get one, um, I thought Billy Crudup as his dad was much superior to Ron Livingston, who, who comes into this film, whose really cheesy performance. I thought Billy Crudup was excellent in that role, briefly. Uh, we do get um, Maribel Verdu as The Flash's mom. And she is a very well-established, I think, Mexican actress, Spanish who was um, Mercedes? I think in uh, Pan's Labyrinth, the leader of the resistance, who be- who befriends the little girl in Pan's Labyrinth. She's got a, a very big filmography to her. Um, I thought overall it was a lot better a watch than virtually all of the superhero films I've seen. I still haven't seen the Guardians one, but there's a lot wrong with it. Uh, you know, tonally, texturally, visually. Um, For everything that's good about it, there's an equal amount that is bad. Uh, And it's not an original storyline. Overall, I thought it was a passable watch and entertaining and amiable and not as dour and serious as, you know, Batman versus Superman and not as messy as that either. Uh, One really annoying thing, it's got the worst 10-minute finale of any of these films because the whole film is teaching you a lesson about how you can't change the past. And it goes through all these very emotional sequences where the Flash realises that he will never be able to save his mother. And the very first thing he did, he does in that, in that same sequence is he changes the past to save his father. And I'm just like, did someone else come in and write that bit? You've just completely undercut the entire message of the film. And then you get a 10-minute sequence, which is really pat and trite, which cycles through a lot of things very quickly. And, you, and it was an awful final 10 minutes. And Ezra Miller seemed like he was filmed several years later. He seemed completely different in that, in that final sequence. And there's sort of like another, you know, George Clooney appears as Batman. Um, and all of that just sort of undercut the emotion of the previous bit. So overall, it's a passable watch. It's not grating, I didn't think. It's got some really good long-form visual sequences and not much reason to be. So 6 out of 10 for the Flash...